There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine this. You're stranded on an island forever. But don't freak out because you get to bring one dish with you. Your desert island dish. What is it? Every week, your hosts, Paul and Tegan, that's us. Hello. Hello. We'll ask this question. They'll chat with and torment a literal raft of guests on the island who'll dish up stories, gossip, and culinary secrets. But they all have one big thing in common. They bloody love food. Welcome to Dish Island. Hello and welcome to Dish Island. I'm Paul Verhoeven. And I'm Tegan Higginbotham. Tegan, you're sounding a little better. How are you feeling? Oh, thank you, darling. Yeah, I am feeling a little bit better. And for all of our listeners out there who have had to endure the past two weeks of hearing me sound pretty rough around the edges, I appreciate your patience. I had the flu this dreaded flu that is going around. It is as difficult to shake as people say that it is. I'm still, you can probably hear it in my voice, a little bit croaky. If anybody out there is there struggling though, the best thing I've found so far, and I know it's really old school, it's not, you know, it's not that exciting, but just I've been grating fresh ginger into a big hot flask of water with lemon and honey. And it's about the only thing that's kind of helping suppress that cough, that horrible cough and and help my throat. so, yeah, but otherwise I'm on the up and up. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting into the swing of snuggly winter now. It really shook me for the first couple of weeks, just how cold Melbourne had gotten. But now I'm remembering that I, I quite like sitting on the couch for hours on end with a nice plate of food in front of me in a blanket fort. So it's good. There is a food story that has cropped up, which is about as messy and strange as your cold has been. Can I run it by you? Oh my God, go okay. on. Okay, so this happened about eight days ago and... I was going to put it in one of our previous episodes, but frankly, there was just too much going on. So, this is from Time Magazine, and forgive me if you've already heard this, a man seemingly disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair threw a piece of cake at the glass protecting the Mona Lisa at the (gasps) Louvre Museum and shouted at people to think of planet Earth. Okay, so it's a climate protest, which... Doesn't make sense. The Paris prosecutor's office said Monday that the 36-year-old man was detained following the Sunday incident and sent to a police psychiatric unit. Videos, and this is the good bit, as if it wasn't already good. Videos posted on social media showed a young man in a wig and lipstick who had arrived in a wheelchair. The man whose identity was unknown who was also seen throwing roses in the museum gallery to slack-jawed guests. The cake attack left a conspicuous white creamy smear. Oh my god! On the glass, but the famous work by Leonardo da Vinci wasn't damaged. So, Tegan, I guess here's the problem here. There's one problem? Because I'm spotting quite a few. All right, there's a few. First of all, I'm a big fan of, you know, climate protests. I think they're important. I don't like food wastage. Is that... (laughs) That, that's because here's the thing. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of the Mona Lisa. I don't think it's a great painting. It's obviously culturally significant, but I just don't like. I don't like food wastage. Well, what is striking me first about that article is what type of cake are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, to me, given the creamy smear that was left behind, and I'm sorry, that's a combination of words that nobody deserves to hear. 
I but <laughs> the creamy smear. Oh, I said it again. Makes me think that perhaps it was some sort of uh, tiered, maybe more of just a, a sponge cake, you know, with it with a beautiful fresh cream topping. Or but that's not very French. That's very British. What kind of cake would the French throw? And then there's then there's all the mixed messages. I mean, I'm feeling very be Marie Antoinette vibes here. Let them eat cake, which was of course the famous saying that was attributed to her, and she never actually said. But that's not you know that's not the Mona Lisa's fault. I mean, I put an eclair in my hands and then just smash it, so you get a lovely steady stream of creme pat. Just you oh, know, oh, so less of a a more of a. Yeah. Here's the other question: Why did he feel that he needed to dress as a woman in order to do this? I mean. Surely he could have just rolled into the Louvre as a man. And did he pull the cake out of an old kind of lady handbag or did he come in eating cake off a plate? I don't know. The whole thing's very interesting. I just, all I'm getting is that there is so many other layers to this simply being a climate protest. There seems to be gender-based politics going on here. There's definitely some sort of socioeconomic commentary going on. And then there's, of course, the cake situation where I think he's really got a beef against cream. Oh, can you imagine a beef cream cake? Stop it. I'm really, really still upset at the fact that he wasted perfectly good cake. If anyone knows what cake was thrown against the Mona Lisa, please let us know. Now, please forgive me for this very, very clumsy and overwrought metaphor, but speaking of layers... Oh, I like it! Our guest today has so many layers, it's ridiculous. He spent years as a teacher before becoming one of the world's greatest comedians. He is Beloved, though. He's a truly beloved stand-up comedian. Every single person we talked to and told about him coming on the show were like, really? I love him. Yes! Yep, and here he is. So, he's probably known best as Mr. Gilbert in the Inbetweeners. You know him as the Taskmaster in Taskmaster. Oh, I love that show. Dan Davies in Man Down. He plays Paul Wickstead in the new Britbox exclusive The Cleaner. And here he is on Dish Island. That's right. Please give it up for the incredible Greg Davis. Greg, thank you so much for joining us on Dish Island today. And the first question we have to ask is, how did you get to the island? How how did I arrive at the island? Yeah. Yeah. Just by classic um, clinging onto a log. (laughs) Following an aviation disaster. All right, so you buried the lead there. So the plane crashed. Did you crash it on purpose? Are you keen to? No, no, no. I I was merely a passenger and and mercifully the only survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hang on. Why mercifully? You don't want an entourage or the log not able to carry more logs? No, I I suppose that is a strange thing to say because I'm sorry for the fictitious people who've perished. (laughs) But but my my feeling is there wasn't a great chemistry in that plane. And so, ultimately, I, I I think that the island would have would have become a little bit um, Lord of the Flies if they'd have survived. Right. Do you often wish death upon other people around you I when things I, aren't I, going well? I, I don't wish death on... Not only do I not wish death upon people, but I don't <laughs> wish death upon those fictitious people. <laughs> but the fact is they, they did perish. They did. And on reflection, I think it's probably best because I think there would have been a power struggle. I didn't like the look of a few of them. Yeah, and I could have seen even if one survived in the water. You know that moment with Rose and the door where it's like you could have fit Jack on the door and you probably could have fit people on your log, but, you know, he just oh didn't Oh, my God, the, lo- the log was enormous. I could have fit all 265 <laughs> of them on it. Oh, see, I thought you were talking like a small Cessna. This is a big oh, plane. No. Yeah, it's a no, this is a full jet. <laughs> it was a full jet. <laughs> 
Uh, Wonderful. Well, you're here now. Just you. I don't happen. think it's a very good start, guys. No, it's good. I don't think it's a very good start for me to appear to celebrate the death of 265 people. <laughs> well, no, because you're to me actually that you know the numbers specifically. It's almost like you've thought about it before. Well, no, but I wasn't responsible for the for the crash. It's just the way things. I'm just saying I felt. There was a bad atmosphere on that plane, and it's probably best that I was the only survivor. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm mourning all of their deaths. You're <laughs> laughing as you say that. I, I appreciate. Think we should it. start again. No, 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 no. no. Let's not do. No, 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 no. <laughs> We've got to talk about food. We've got to. You're here on our food island. Where? Yeah, um, I know, but I'm just. I'm just feel so awful about all these people who <laughs> perish. This is nice. And I, had this, I had this fucking huge log. Sorry, can I swear? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I had this huge log and I could have hauled them all up. But because of some ridiculous prejudice I, th- that I got into my head about them on the plane, I've allowed them all to I've not let them on the log. The last I thing I feel like doing is eating. Well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Or Are you all a right. foodie? Is that something that you usually would? I'm, I'm, I'd lo- I, I love to pretend I've got a sophisticated palate, but I, have, I haven't. As when we get to, as we go on, as you'll. I'll make very clear, but I like the idea that I am. I occasionally go for a taster menu and then convince myself that I've become cultured, but I haven't. In the cleaner, there is a sort of brief fetishization of, you know, a curry at the local pub. And we don't really do pub food the way England does, but no. when, when you get to a pub, what is your go-to pub meal? How much of that was based on you oh i mean so much of it's based on me even though the clean is an adaptation from a german show um you know we've we've had full license to do what we want with it and and um and invariably anyone i play is uh, becomes me to some extent and um (laughs) yeah i think that obsession with the obsession with pub curry is good because the two pubs near near my mother's house do a great curry. And I think that's why um, my character is obsessed with curry because some pubs just get a curry right. And if it's a good pub, they only do one curry. There's no, what sort of curry would you like? It's, we do curry. Do you want curry or not curry? Yeah, so right. <laughs> they do chicken curry. Right. So what's in a blanket curry? Well, I mean, you'd have to ask them, but there's chicken. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's chicken and there's uh, and there's some level of spice and there's some colouring. That, that's all I can tell you. It, it's the mystery of the of the pub landlord. I think. I heard you recently speaking about your mum in another interview, and you spoke really beautifully about her. And that you you sound like you had a gorgeous family growing up. I think what you said was that you were always laughing all the time, which is a really nice thing to hear about somebody when we really up. were. And they're actually down here now. They're they're actually uh, downstairs as we speak. They've all come to uh, visit me few days and um we always have we all we always have really laughed a lot as a family and we still do did your mum try and impart any foodness into you no i mean go on she's not a great girl oh no (laughs) and she doesn't listen to podcasts so i know i can say this oh that's good yeah great We we were playing um we were playing cards last night. We were playing a game of cheat. Do you know cheat? It's a very simple game where you, where you don't show what cards you've got and you you put them down in uh, in order. Um, and you can either tell the truth about what cards you've put down or you can cheat. Anyway, I won't explain the rules of cheat to you. At one point, my my mum had drunk too much 
and um, put down some cards and went, two wines. <laughs> <laughs> really confidently, because she was hammered. Oh. Well, I have a laugh at my family. They're fun. You have a pool rank? Given that you host what is ostensibly a game show, you ever play games with your family and go, no, 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 no. Like I, I have the authority to lord it over you. Of all, of all the people um, in the uh, that I know in the world, those that know that I have no genuine authority are my family. Right. So, the the pantomime authority of Taskmaster that I'm given is uh, doesn't wash with these people. No, you, there's no respect. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're currently writing the second season of The Cleaner now, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And can I ask, you You shot the first season during lockdown? We had to stop shooting because someone got COVID at one point. It was uh, really chaos. I was just curious as to what, you, you said it was a German project, what drew you to this project? Because I love the idea that during this global pandemic, you thought, mm, what does the world need more of? I know, grisly death. This <laughs> yeah. is what I want to hand out. But it is actually, it's the most quaint and warm show, despite the subject matter. But what well, would you think the, to it? I think the blood and, the blood and guts are, are, are just sort of wallpaper, really. They're just yeah. in the background. It's not, it's not really a show about, uh, about death. I mean, it is. I'm, someone's died in every episode, but it's not really a show about death. It's more a show about the people who are left, the human beings, the strange human beings that, that my character meets. And what drew me to it? Is I'd said to the head of comedy at the BBC a long time ago that I didn't want to play any more middle-aged dads because I've been a middle-aged dad. <laughs> and, um, and I sort of feel like I've ticked the middle-aged dad box and, and it gets pretty depressing age-related roles. So I, uh, I like the fact that he's... Uh, I mean, he could be ageless, really, my character. He, he happens to be a 50-something bloke, but... You know, he's just an, an everyman. And that's what I like about him. He's a very simple character who gets put into really weird situations. Yeah. How did you feel? Because my dad was a cop and he's been to lots of crime scenes. He was involved in forensics and he's actually cleaned up a lot of this stuff and been around the gore. And I was curious as to whether you talked to any real crime scene cleaners or whether you actually got to ride along and, you know, wipe some shit up. Surely not. No, I'm afraid... I'm, I'm afraid not, I, I, because I would have been puking everywhere if I'd seen a real crime scene. But we did speak to a real crime scene cleaner. And right. it's one of the things I love about, we were sort of expecting him to go into real detail about the chemicals that they use, which he did, by the way. And and there are specialist elements to the job. But the the, the main thing that struck us about crime scene cleaning is it's just cleaning a lot of the time. So... <laughs> We asked him, you know, if you've got a really awful murder, if there's an awful lot of blood, you know, how how do you deal with that amount of blood? And he said, oh, you just keep throwing towels down. You just keep throwing towels down. Oh like, you let a bath, like you let, let a bath run over. And uh, and, and it's just mopping, mopping it up. Yeah. 
How are you at regular cleaning? Are you a housework kind of guy? Was this foreign yeah. to you or do you have your technique? Been another there? source of great ridicule with my family, the idea that I would play a character who does any cleaning whatsoever. <laughs> I, I was reflecting. I stood in my home the other day and I thought, God, you used to be a real mess of a human being. And now I look around this flat and it's just immaculate. You know, you've, I had a moment of congratulating myself for having changed. And then I realised I can just afford a cleaner now. That's it. Oz, you've got some other poor schmuck doing it. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I've got a really wonderful lady who comes and cleans me, and I'm just the same scumbag I always was. How do you think the lady would feel if she saw that you were in a <laughs> She has seen. Oh, no. But I don't know how she feels because she doesn't speak any English, but she was very expressive about it. When I look at your career and some of the many of the jobs you've done, from this you know vantage point, it just looks like sometimes you just somebody doing cool jobs and hanging out with mates where you just get to call up your friends to come and do fun shit with you. It, it just seems like it's been a delightful career. Is that how it feels for you sometimes? Well, yes, outside of writing, yeah. All, mm. all aspects of, of comedy have just been a joy, you know. But I hate writing. I, I hate it as much as I hated teaching when I was a teacher. It's just... An awful process. I imagine you guys know, right? You write, don't you? Mm. It's funny. I used to do stand up, and um, I'm I'm feeling more comfortable as a writer since COVID because you know live shut down, and and I'm. It, it's really funny that I'm going the opposite way. So I'm intrigued to hear that you, you're not liking it. No, I hate it, but but yeah. I but I also think um, it should be hard. Mm. It, it it should be because otherwise everybody would be doing it, and that's that's what I tell myself when I'm close to smashing up my home. Uh, <laughs> Because I can't make something sit. I can't make a story work, you know. It, it should be difficult. And it, and it really is, I think. I mean, what it is for me, it, my, my brain is not... My brain gets very easily overwhelmed by multiple storylines and things. Outside of that, I just love it. It's just, I can't... Like a lot of stand-up comedians complain about touring and uh, being on the road. And I just think it's the best thing in the world. Like I could... I think I could just do that, just keep touring forever. I just love it. Yeah. You must have been going absolutely spare during lockdown when you couldn't do gigs, right? Yeah, well, I haven't been able to do gigs for, I haven't, since my last tour four years ago, I haven't done gigs. So next year I'm going to really make it a priority to to do stand-up. Yeah. I hope to come out to Australia. I I would love to, I've never, I, I did the Melbourne Festival a few years ago. You are trapped here now. With I'm trapped. none on of the, the other people from the flight. You can't believe all, all, the, all the, the fictitious people have perished, RIP. <laughs> yeah. And now as their bodies slowly drift out to sea, you need to think about the one dish. <laughs> yes, sir. I love how upset you are. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel terrible. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, that's no, you should talk to somebody about that. The one dish that you will eat for the rest of time. This is, you know, this is it. This is the end of the road, but you've got to pick something that you really love. Yeah. What is your desert island dish? Do you know what? I've really thought about this last night, knowing I was coming on, uh, and I, I thought of so many answers, some of them pretentious, some of them linked to my childhood you know that I think would be interesting and then this morning just before I came on I thought I should just tell you the truth and it's it would just be sausages (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't mean to laugh but that's so lovely it's it's very it's um it's very honest I just want sausages 
ultimately in life, that is all I want. And, and I'm trying not to eat meat much at the moment. But ultimately, if I were faced with a, a lifetime of one food stuff, it would just it would just be sausages, just a massive plate of sausages. What kind of sausages are we talking here? I, I, have you moved across to bougie sausages or are we talking just like oh. pork nightmares? Yeah, I want cheap pork supermarket sausages. I mean, I presume I can I can find wild tomatoes and make my own ketchup. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or you, I think we'll go so far as to if you've got a particular brand of ketchup that you really like, we'll maybe let you bring them. Do you, do you do you have a sauce that you bog standard bog standard ketchup would do it? Maybe Not some a br- brand sauce. Well, because for the jubilee, there's a special. They're doing all this weird shit for the jubilee. So there's a there's an official oh. kind of there's all this kind of branded crossover. They're kind of is try- it really? They're trying to yassify the queen. It's weird, but <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a bunch of official jubilee crossovers. <laughs> and there's an HP kind of jubilee sauce, which oh. I assume would be worth a lot on the black market. Um, oh but- God, I would imagine so. But I I, I I don't want jubilee sauce. I'll just I don't even want. <laughs> HP. I'll just have brown sauce and a big plate of sausages, and I'll be so happy. I'll be. I don't. Even, I don't even think I'll be that lonely. <laughs> just, just, just Greg sitting there with a bottle of brown sauce. Not even a bottle. Just just some loose sauce in his <laughs> hand. Are you ve- are you veggies, either of you? Oh, sometimes we're trying to eat less we're meat as well. We're trying to eat less meat. Yeah. yeah. Paul keeps making I, I, friends with animals, and then we can't eat that animal. Yeah. So I'm just hoping he never right. meets a friendly chicken. I mean, quite right. I, I couldn't even tell you. I haven't had a sausage for a few weeks, but it's just there. It's just there inside me. I think it, my dad was a big sausage fan. You know, they say never. <laughs> <laughs> they say, That's the sound clip. We can't, we can't finish on that. I was going to say never never buy food on an empty stomach. I'm worried that because you haven't had sausages for a while, you, you'll regret this decision the second you have one. You'll be like, shit, you know? I don't think I will. I don't think I will. There's not a day that goes by in my life that I wouldn't be enhanced by a sausage. <laughs> And if I'm ever out and someone, you know, someone's selling sausages, I always think, well, I should get those. (laughs) Or if I'm at a barbecue, I think, well, I hope hope they've got some nice cheap sausages. Have you heard about, um, in Australia, democracy sausage? No, but I want one. Yeah, right. We all do. That's the thing. So here we have to vote. It's um, compulsory. You have to vote. Mm. And, um, you know, it's a big point of... No, I, I actually didn't know that. That's yeah, awful. It's compulsory. it's compulsory. Yeah, no, we actually Amazing. think it's great. Like we 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 love it. For, um, for a reason that is about to become apparent. And the reason is that there is just this thing now that you just know that when you go to vote, somebody has set up a little barbecue, and when you vote, you get given a sausage. And it's, I think it's the thing that is driving democracy there's in our country. There's an app that tells you where the best sausages are. Like you go on when you're deciding you're at which serious? polling station. Yeah. You vote and you get a free sausage. <laughs> it's called a democracy <laughs> sausage. Democracy sausage. Oh, bless you people. <laughs> you deserve a beautiful country. Yeah, well, look, it's all working. We've just had a really good election. Lots of, uh, you know, lots of Labour people were voted in, which is our not your Tories, and we got lots of yeah, Greens yeah. in, and it's, it's been fantastic, and it's all revolving around meat. Yeah, so but Tegan's dad, Tegan's dad's worried that now the Greens are in, they're going to be veggie sausages, which is not the fucking <laughs> He's legitimately so. panicking. I'd love to move towards veggie sausages. If they can just get it right, if they can finally get a, a veggie sausage right, then really all the global problems might be solved if we're giving out free veggie sausages for every vote. Yeah. We've spent so long talking about sausages. We've gone like. <laughs> I know. I don't mind going over if you don't. 
<laughs> no, um, we're, we're, we're more than happy, but I know we should, we should let you go very soon. I'll just tell you, I'll tell you one more thing before we go. Is that all right? Just of course. Yes. I just um, put my head into the family and said I was coming on um, your podcast and I needed a food story to fall back on. And then um, my mum reminded me of a story I think I should share with you. Please. Um, my grandmother um, uh, was from North Wales, uh, which is... Uh, the part of North Wales she's from is very basic. And um, I won't name it so that I don't get Welsh people hunting me down. Um, but she used to come to our house, obviously, regularly, because she's my grandmother. And my mum would make um, cornflake cakes. Ooh. You have those over there, right? Yeah, is that yeah, with, yeah. like a little crackle with the honey and the kind of cake in? Yeah, okay. Well, these are these were chocolate cornflake cakes. So, yeah, okay. with honey, honey and chocolate and all mixed up with that. And so... You know, they look like a little brown cluster. We went to her house um, to see her once, and um, there was smoke billowing out. She had a little bungalow, a little tiny um, old lady's home, and there was smoke billowing out of the house, and all the windows were open, and the neighbours were there out of concern. And um, we rushed up and went, oh, my God, what's the matter? And she said, I, she was crying and going, I was just trying to make cornflake cakes because I knew you were coming. I was just trying to make cornflake cakes. And mum went in and under the grill in her oven, there were just little piles of burnt cornflakes <laughs> that she she just put them in her. She thought they were brown because you just heat up cornflakes. Oh, you no. don't put chocolate. She didn't realize there was chocolate on them. Oh, she thought you just, you just burn cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she keeps looking in there. She's like, not done yet. Oh. Not done yet. <laughs> They're not brown yet. Oh my god, my kitchen's on fire. <laughs> Keep going. We're almost there. It's for the children. Right. Oh mate, that's oh. brilliant. Grandmothers. That's it. What are you gonna do? Well, what are you gonna do? Thank you so well, much for can, joining us. I hope you can get something out of that, guys. It was nice to talk to you. Oh <laughs> yeah. You know what? Next time you're down, try and make sure it's during voting season so you can get a sausage. <sighs> You know, get that free sausage. I'm just gonna try and get citizenship just so I can get a free sausage. <laughs> Well, there you go. Greg Davis and Aussies can stream The Cleaner exclusively on BritBox. Hey, speaking of BritBox, mm. I know that we're not being sponsored by BritBox. We're genuinely not here, people. But you know how I was talking at the beginning of episode of curling up and kind of just hibernating in a blanket for, for the rest of winter? Are you talking about going on a BritBox and looking for something wistful and British to watch during it's the It's all wistful and British, except for Doctor Who, and then there's amazing comedy on there as well. But there is like, there's Lady Shadowley's lover, and there's Sense and Sensibility, and there's Pride and Prejudice. And if you're like me, and you like living vicariously through the horny affairs of other people, BritBox is a really, really good service for you to have. What got me was North and South, which is... Oh, I love North and South! Yeah, so it's like Richard Armitage, and he runs a cotton mill, but he's got a conscience. And then there's this woman woman who comes down from some rich hoity-toity area and she doesn't understand him and it's just all pensive looks and, and everyone's so sad and ill. <laughs> so sad, so ill. And then there's Greg Davis's new series, The Cleaner, mm. which is just, I, I know that we said it in the, in the interview, but 
despite the dark overtones of the subject matter, it's delightful. It's yeah. so delightful. I love it so much. So basically, he cleans crime scenes. In every episode, he deals with a different person who is just sort of there. So David Mitchell is in an episode. Helena Bonham Carter is in the first episode. I could watch her do anything. Yeah. And in this one, she plays a woman who murdered her husband and came back to grab some stuff from the house while the cleaner's there. And then she sort of just holds him hostage. It's really interesting, strange stuff. Tegan, can I just say, Greg was so ridiculously nice. Now, we're going to pop up some video clips of some highlights from the interview on our Instagram page if you want to catch what he actually looked like as he was smiling at us from across in England. I was going to say, I think people know what he looks like. Yeah. And look, he was absolutely wonderful and we really, really were so grateful to have him on the show. You know what else we're grateful for? You guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Dish Island. You know that we are deep into our second season now, so if there are any episodes that you've missed, you should jog on back through your podcast feed and catch up on that. Please do recommend the show to other people. Subscribe if you haven't already. Oh, my gosh. And we'll see you next week with another incredible guest. I'm Tegan. I'm Paul. (laughs) And this is Dish Island. And remember, eat eat your veggies. veggies. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Dish Island. Dish Island is a proud member of the ACAST Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.